Thanks be to God. So we see that at Christmas season, angels are very involved, and that's what you mean the conclusion of our text today. It says that the name, uh, they called him Jesus, the name given by the angel. It's even in the, in the story, it concludes that the angel uh, had brought the message of God of what the name of this little lady should be, named Jesus. We had angel to Zechariah that, that I preached on and then the angel that appeared to Mary
Today we not only have an angel that carries obscure shepherds, but we have a multitude of heavenly hosts. So it's a different than just a singular angel story. But we have one of the more profound stories. And this profound story of angels, an angel appearing to the shepherds and then heavenly hosts. I have to say that because, you know, God's creation in the heavens uh, appears to be as diverse as his creation on earth. We think of it as an all-being colossus, like a bunch of angels. But heavenly host we see in the Bible, you know, the glorious heavenly uh, creation that we know very little about, uh, seraphim, cherubim, they're all different, they look different, they have different uh, amounts of, we see that on those, they have wings, six sets of wings. There's all kinds of hosts. We see Daniel, Ezekiel, prophecy before God. We see Isaiah stands, creatures, heavenly host creatures. Now, we kind of think of one thing as maybe like big anthropology of creation of God looks like, like a, a dog in color red. <laughs> People like cats too. Wolves and elephants and giraffes. The diverse creation of the heavenly host praising God at this scene. So, what's, you know, this big, big, Announcement to shepherds in a field. I mean, you've got to hear something in that passage. You have to hear that the greatest announcement of God is these lowly shepherds out in the field. Like, this is just has to say something about the character of God. We see the messenger, the angel, the Zachariah, and the angel comes over to the shepherds of the field. Come on, God, what is that all about? That's what we want to look in today. We want to look at shepherds. Uh, we want to look at how they are the ones that made this message known and that all wonder. And we want to look at that glory and that praise that comes from that field. So first of all, shepherds. Um, did God have sent this, this message uh, to anyone that he wanted to? He could say it, right? We've got to know because he sent this message to So many uh, different settings, but God chose to deliver this message, the greatest message that is still ever known to this day, and ever been made known for eternity, the birth, the incarnation of the Son of God to a bunch of shepherds camping out in the fields, watching over the flock at night. This makes me wonder about this Hosea text in the same region, Luke 2 8, where we are in the same region. What region was this? This was the region of Judea. It was a region just outside of the little insignificant town of Bethlehem. It was a, this area that over a thousand years earlier God called a little food-faced youngest in a family, the weakest, to be left out and brought before the great prophet Samuel. Samuel 16:11. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? 
and he said, "What is the name of the youngest that he told me?" Go out and find the successor of Saul. It says in the dream it says that she young uh, and beautiful. That's what it says. Hmm. Not that young thinking about being a young person today. Not big, not tall, as his brother, but all the sons of Saul, and he got tall, tall, dark, handsome. But God said he was of the heart. Chose this little shepherd boy. I wonder if their hearts, these shepherds, and this angel of yours, this wise, they have the same reason as we lay there. I like the way God orchestrates things. I like the way He gives you all. I like the way He does things so upside down and the way He does everything. It's a Christ day. Shepherds have not fared very well. They stood at the bottom of the rung in the Palestinian social ladder. They shared the same inevitable status as tax collectors and dung sweepers. Only Luke is the one that mentions it in the story as much as in his going to Mary and then thinking that uh, an ongoing change of heart. He got the eyewitnesses we hear that Luke goes out and gets Mary must be Shepherding had not just lost its widespread appeal, it had forfeited its social acceptability. Some shepherds, I'm sure, earned that right. You know what I mean? That, that happens in every group. I'm sure they were a rough crowd. I'm sure there were some reasons why they had such poor reputations. But not all of them were that way. And yet all of the shepherds that faced this cruel stereotype, the religious leaders, Malign shepherds, rabbis banned pasturing sheep and goats in all of Israel except in the desert plains. The Mishnah, the recording written passages of the oral law to Judaism. One passage describes them shepherds as incompetent. Another, another one says that no one should ever feel obligated to rescue a shepherd who has fallen into a pit. Jeremiah's documents the fact that shepherds were deprived of civil rights. They could not fulfill judicial office or be admitted to court as witnesses. They kind of had that reputation of being liars. Really, nobody wanted them. Jeremiah's further writes buy wool, milk, or a kid, and he goes, from a shepherd was forbidden on the assumption that it most likely had been stolen property. Into this social context of religious snobbery and class prejudice, God's Son stepped forth. How surprising and significant that the Father God handpicked lowly, uncontentious shepherds who first hear the joy of. 
is the is the Word. And he is the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Christ. He is the Lord. He is the one that we see. But in the early days of his ministry, we smile at the very sad shepherds that are accompanied by the striking irony. The shameful shepherds marginalized by the social and religious beliefs they chose. The very Messiah essentially heralded Messiah's birth. God ordered the lights on his humble shepherd, outcast living in this society. And he delivers his good news of great joy to these shepherds in the dark, in the middle of a field. Pride is your greatest enemy. John R. Wilson Scott. C.S. Lewis called pride the great sin. Every believer should read this chapter in Lewis Christianity titled Pride. Praise the Christian teacher, the essential vice, the utmost evil is pride. While unchastity, alienism, drunkenness, all are merely three vices in comparison. It is pride that develops the kingdom of heaven. It is pride that leads us to every other vice. It is a complete anti-God state of mind. It is pride that sets every jihad of misery in every nation and every tongue to thrill again. In a prideful mind, God becomes smaller and they become larger. Prideful mind, we, us, self, become the center of our mental lives. It shifts from God being big to us being big and God being smaller. And yet, God does the impossible. God is bigger than any one of our problems or any one of our sins. And we have overcome this sin. He announces it to the world, the early shepherds, that Christ is Savior of mankind. And we all need to be saved from our pride. And I think about God not picking a great nation like Egypt, Israel, period, or a great Babylon, say, any part of Babylon, chose to kill an insignificant nation of Israel. Wrestled with God. Why did God do this over and over again throughout the Bible? Why does He have Gideon lead this army that is already far outnumbered by a little one in the middle of this 32,000 soldiers? Why does He retreat that army knowing that he's hungry? Why did God choose the smallest and youngest to bless his why did God choose to announce the greatest message of great joy to all people, the lowly shepherds, out in the field? 2 Corinthians 4 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Why? Clay has great treasure to be used as a clay and a vessel. Why? 
Psalm 138.6 says, If there be no tie, who is God to loathe? But the body he makes from afar. Psalm 59.17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, but God he will not despise. Psalm 34.18, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted, He binds up their wounds. Isaiah, the great poet, his writings, in 57, verse 15 says, For thus says the one who is high lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is a contrite Revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. And Jesus came to claim that same heart of God. In Matthew 11, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. And Jesus goes on to say, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And so Jesus describes himself to those same men and women places. Jesus, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. In Matthew 12, 20, we learn this about Jesus is fulfilled in Isaiah 42, verse 3. Speaking of Jesus, through grief you will not break. Smoldering wick, you will not quench, but he gives justice and victory. And through grief of us, through many of us, and through wounds that no man can see, the wounds that will be eternal, a deeply Jesus. And yet, this damaged Jesus knows he alone can heal. These are the ones, these are the lowly, these are the shepherds. They are the ones who make known the same of the angels of the good news. They are the ones that got to see a heavenly host. They are the ones that bring the good news of Advent, the arrival of the Savior, the Messiah, Christ the Lord, the baby who was born king. They made known the same. Luke 2, 10. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when they saw it, and they went, and when they saw all it was, in haste and went and came home. They saw it. They made known the same. This is the same that they made known. They went out and made the same known 
that they had been over the Savior's power. They made known. They went out and made known the same of that angel and what the angel said to them. And when they made it known, Luke 2.18 says, all who heard it wondered. This word is thalmazo. It's a Greek word meaning to marvel, to wonder, from the root word uh, to powerfully strike a person, the one who sees it, astonished out of one's senses, awestruck, to regard with amazement. That's what it means to wonder at Christmas, that love came down, to wonder at Christmas and all the good news that the angels announced. They made that message known, and people were struck with marvel and wonder. These shepherds speaking this news to everyone. They marveled. They wondered. And I pray that all our hearts are stirred to wonder and that the good news never becomes dull. Amen. 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 And they looked for a place for Jesus to be born and to be seated. Luke 2 said there was no place for him to be born. There was no place. see that Jesus was found just as the shepherds were told lying in manger an animal feeding trough wrapped in strips of cloth and like a, a little baby laid in a, in an animal feeding trough manger just to be laid in it that's where he was where, where was they waiting for him this is what they were waiting for him he came later Matthew 18, Jesus said, Oxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Hmm. He had no place to place him. He had no place in life. Mark 10 says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom. Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Humble that third, humble in life, humble in death. Jesus is the perfect example. What a way hung by a heartless rush. People laughed all the way to the death given in the heaven and in heaven. He emptied himself Born in the likeness of man, being found in human form, he humbled himself and was obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. The cross was the lowliest, most shameful death created by Rome to humiliate in death. This is the death that Jesus suffered. And therefore, Shepherds got to see it. They got to hear the heavenly hosts, the glory of God in the highest, and on earth, and among those whom he was pleased. 
glory to God, glory to God, and itself is data, glory to God in the highest. We sing the heavenly host. We sing the heavenly host today, glory to God in the highest. Shepherds returning to their village, bounding there. They went in haste, they went directly, and they went and saw, and they went home exactly as it was told them. And they left. All correct theology, all correct doctrine, all these things to glorify the praise of God. You got something right, if you understand something right, then you should be praised and glory to God. The shepherds have a conscience. The glory of the Lord shone around them. They did see the glory. And the host of the field. shall be approved by God and delighted in as an artist delights in his work for the Father and the Son. This is something that's very profound about Christmas that it says peace among whom those whom God is pleased. So we know that as Jesus' baptism, the voice opened up God spoke and said, this is my son. And then we'll know peace. And we know in the story, Jesus has not done anything yet. He's not done any miracles. He's not done anything grandiose to live. We're going out to fulfill what the heavens And he says, this is my son. And we know peace. God delighted in Jesus. Because he always has delighted. Son to be our Savior, Christ the Lord, born a king, a king who would die for me, who would live a lonely life, and go all the way to the cross, all the way to that. 
Join us with triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim Christ is born. Is that how you do that? Join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim Christ is born. Glory to the Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord of your Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you, Jesus Christ, for you willingly came. You came to worship God, sin, wrapped up in a baby in that manger. You came to us as angels, your perfect obedience of the Father. Thank you. 
church to trust in you, believe in you, believe that your sacrifice, your body, and your shed blood cleanses us from all sin. Believe and come and show the word of God. Amen.